turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And Junie, we're doing something we've never done in all the years we're on radio, and that is a part two of a subject that we uh, spoke about a few weeks ago. And that subject is divine discontent and holy dissatisfaction. And when we put divine and holy before the words discontent and dissatisfaction, it changes what could be very negative into a positive. And instead of examining our shortcomings or failures, which can bring about tremendous amount of discouragement, we are saying that let your discontent now be divine and your dissatisfaction now holy, and anticipate the Lord filling all of us with his nature as you now desire that which the Lord can manifest in your life. And the Lord has provided everything for us. We have not appropriated it. Interesting, Junie, we started by reading uh, when we did this uh, part one from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19, which says that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. And somehow, Junie, we still have the world's mentality of getting just enough to get by. But God is the God always of much more. And he wants to fill us to the fullness of God. And all we need to do is be open. Open and also yielding, Shelley, for God to fill us. Yes, Lord. We need to be willing to be emptied out. And when we come before the Lord and ask him, Lord, empty me out of anything and all things that separate me or hinder you from filling me with all that you are. Hallelujah. And we emphasize the portion of scriptures from Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. Great statement by Paul. If you have your Bibles... We're in Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, 
But I press on that I may be lay hold that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Junie, that's similar to what it said in Ephesians, that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. Paul knew that, and that's why he pressed on to the upward call of God in the Messiah, in God through the Messiah. And that's why I said, Shelley, that we need to be emptied out because sometimes the things we did in the past or the mistakes that we made or the hurts we experienced or the disappointments we experienced left a vestige or a sin we lived in left a vestige in us which would hinder God filling us with the fullness of his life. And we can't empty ourselves, Lord, uh, Shelley. All we can do is come before the Lord and cry out to him to empty us of anything that hinders our relationship with him or anything that would hinder us impressing on and I know Shelley that it is possible because I know in your life in my life there have been things that have not been easy but God has um, always encouraged us to turn to him be thankful in all things and to trust him in and through all things. So there can actually be revival in our hearts as um, things that would separate us from him are cleared up with him. And sometimes, Shelley, you and I have experienced uh, having to go to people and um, talk it out or um, ask forgiveness or share the um, the wrong that we experienced. And God has always honored that Amen, yes. in keeping you and I not growing bitter or not holding on to anger, but to be thankful that we know the Lord and he is really able to keep us from falling and to fill us with all that he is and the knowledge of him. Really, And what you just said, Junie, so coincides with those verses from Philippians 3. I stopped at verse 14, but look what it says in verse 15 in chapter 3 of Philippians. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. So we need to press on, forgetting what was behind and pressing on to that upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And in every aspect of God, there needs to be a forward move in all aspects of our lives and not stagnate where we are today. We cannot find our comfort zone and rest there. We are called to press on all the time. And God is the God of much more. He has come to give us life and that more abundantly. And when we spoke about this the first time, we looked at a number of aspects in our lives and saw that each aspect required a a forward move, a progression, a deepening so that our lives will be filled with the fullness of God. For example, we spoke about grace. 
We read 2 Peter 3.18, which says, Grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus. And grow in Greek means to be enlarged. And our question is, are you growing in grace? 1 Timothy 1.14 says, The grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant. We spoke about growing in knowledge. Because in that same verse, 2 Peter 3.18, not only does it say grow in grace, but it says grow in knowledge of the Lord. And Colossians 1, 9 and 10 really spoke about that. And it's not knowledge for knowledge's sake. Why should we grow in knowledge? But it's a reason to grow closer, closer, closer to the Lord and have the fullness of God. And if you have your Bibles, let's turn to that. It's an important scripture. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Colossians 1, 9 and 10. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. In other words, knowledge is going to please God, and when we will walk worthy of the Lord if our knowledge increases of the Lord. And when we grow in the knowledge of the Lord, Shelley, we will understand when the word of God says, uh, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you, that in every situation, in anything we're facing, in anything that we've been through, God's grace, God's goodness, God's chesed, um, loving kindness, can meet us and bring us through whole in him as we yield our heart and life to him. Amen. We also spoke about faith. And of course, the apostles, what did they say to Jesus? Lord, increase our faith. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you abounds toward each other, so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom. So as we grow in grace, Junie, when we grow in faith, I should say, we walk in a manner worthy of the kingdom of God. And if you feel that your grace is small, imagine what Jesus said. If you had faith the size yes. of a mustard seed, a mustard seed is the smallest seed of any seed. You would be able to say to that mountain, be removed. Imagine. So when we feel our faith is small, even the apostles cried out and said, Lord, increase our faith. The whole message for this week is press on. Yes. Move forward. Don't be discouraged because God is with you and his heart is for you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to heal you. He wants to save you. Hallelujah. And we also spoke about growing in love. 1 Thessalonians 3.12. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another. And why do we do that? It shows. It gives the answer in verse 13. So that he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Junie, in every case where God is telling us to press on, there's always a greater reason. We don't do it just for love's sake or faith's sake, but that we will be 
well situated when the coming of the Lord either comes for us personally or comes back to earth to establish his kingdom. And to understand that in a deeper way also, Shelley, um, in Corinthians 13, it's very explicit about the love of God that there are three kinds of love, eros, uh, filio, and agape. And eros is like a sensual love. Uh, filio is like... Um, uh, friendship. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a soulish, right, right. a soulish love. But the love of God is exceeding all things because it is everlasting. Well, I, I want to encourage everybody to read 1 Corinthians 13 because we don't have the time to go through that, but we want to complete what we already said. So we spoke about these various areas, and the final one we spoke about was pleasing God. And we read from 2 Corinthians 5, 9. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. What did Jesus say when he walked the earth in John eight twenty nine? I do always those things that please him. We read in Psalm 147, verse 11, The Lord takes pleasure in those that fear him, in those who hope in his mercy. Romans 8, verse 8, Those that are in the flesh cannot please God. And the word of God, of course, says without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we saw in all these five areas, there's a progression that's needed that we cannot stagnate in anything um, we, we uh, are satisfied with. And that's why we spoke about divine discontent and holy dissatisfaction. And that's the theme we're going to continue on in different areas throughout the course of this week. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are. You are the God of much more, and you want to fill us with all the fullness of God. And I pray you make us all willing. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.